0: Welcome to AMP's Simplifying Super podcast, the podcast that calls on the knowledge of AMP's experts to help demystify the often complex world of superannuation and retirement. I'm your host, Adam Masters, and in this episode, we talk to Fabian Bussoletti, a technical strategy manager at AMP, to cover the all-important topic of how to make contributions to our super. Welcome, Fabian. Thanks, Adam. It's good to be here. So, Fabian, why would anybody want to contribute to super?
1: Yeah, well, there's a number of different ways to make super contributions. And I guess we probably need to acknowledge that to begin with. Um, And the different ways of contributing all have slightly different incentives attached to them. But I mean, if we start with someone who's an employee, um, then their employer is typically obliged to make a minimum level of compulsory super contributions for them. And we often refer to this as the super guarantee or, or the SG requirement. Um, but then above this, there's also a, a number of different ways for people to make voluntary contributions to super if they choose to do so. And, and I guess depending on each person's circumstances, there could be a number of attractive incentives available to them. So can you give us an example of some of these incentives? Yeah, sure. Well, to start with, um, almost anybody can make a voluntary super contribution and claim that contribution as a tax deduction in their tax return. And this is something that's now available to both employees as well as to self-employed people and also to retirees, as long as the retirees are eligible to make contributions, of course. Um, as an alternative, someone who is an employee can ask their employer to also deduct amounts from their before tax salary to make what's referred to as salary sacrifice contributions. Now, these can also be tax effective because they're made using that person's before tax income, which ultimately reduces the amount of personal tax payable on on that employee's salary. And then for others, um, perhaps on lower income levels, the government offers them a a 50% bonus for making a a personal super contribution of up to $1,000. And the way that this works is that the government will add up to $500 to your super fund through a matching government co-contribution if you're eligible. And if you think about that, there aren't too many places where you can get a 50% guaranteed return in the current environment. So that's not a bad deal if you can get it. (laughs) And if you're a couple, you can then also make contributions to each other's super through what's known as a spouse contribution. And then in this situation, if the spouse who receives the contribution meets some eligibility criteria, you can get up to $540 tax offset from the government in your own tax return. Now, of course, on top of all of this, by making a super contribution, the money that you've contributed is now also invested in the more favourably taxed superstructure, which has a maximum 15% tax rate. And I guess when you compare that to most personal income tax rates, that sounds like a pretty good place to hold investments from a tax point of view, at least. So, so right there, we have some pretty enticing reasons to, to make voluntary
0: super contributions. Now, I notice you said almost anybody. Does that mean that some people aren't allowed to voluntarily contribute to super? Well, anyone who's
1: under 67 years of age can make a voluntary super contribution if they want to. In fact, until recently, this age limit was set at 65, so we've actually got more flexibility available for, for our
0: older Australians uh, currently than what we have had in recent times. So does that mean that someone who's age 67 or over can't contribute to super then? Well, no, not necessarily.
1: Um, once someone reaches age 67, that doesn't mean they can't contribute to super anymore. But but what it does mean is that they'll need to meet a work test before they're allowed to contribute. Um, and if you think about this work test, essentially what it requires is that someone who is aged between 67 and 75, it, it requires those people to have completed 40 hours of work over a consecutive 30 day period during the financial year. And they have to have done this work before being able to make a contribution. Um, importantly though this doesn't mean they have to be working at the time they make their contribution Um, as long as they've met that work test during the financial year they can contribute right up until the end of that same financial year so i mean if i give you an example uh, of someone who say works 40 hours in the first two weeks of july they could contribute at any time over the course of the remainder of that financial year if they wanted to so there is some flexibility in the system in that way Um, Unfortunately, though, once someone reaches age 75, they can then no longer make any additional voluntary contributions. But if they're still working and working as an employee, then they're still um, eligible to receive the compulsory SG contributions we mentioned earlier. So once they no longer meet their work test, they can't contribute anymore? Well, in recent years, the flexibility available to older Australians has actually increased in this area as well. Um, So much so that some recent retirees will now not only be allowed to contribute for the financial year in which they meet the work test, as we've just discussed, but they'll also be able to make contributions during the financial year after they have stopped working.
0: Okay, so who would this
1: apply to? Well, to begin with, um, this, uh, this measure is only available to someone who met the work test during the previous financial year. And secondly, it's only available to those who have what's referred to as a total super balance, of less than 300,000 at the end of that previous financial year. But, but if they can tick off both of these requirements, they can contribute to super until the end of the financial year, um, which provides recent retirees greater flexibility in terms of how they manage their retirement savings. And what is someone's total superannuation balance? Yeah, good good, good question, Adam. Um, the size of someone's total super balance is a concept that's used to work out eligibility for a number of superannuation concessions when it comes to contributions, particularly. Um, But in a nutshell, it's essentially the total amount that someone has in their super or invested through their super, including both accumulation amounts as well as pension amounts. Um, And the total super balance is measured at 30 June of each year. So it's not the current account balance that's important. Okay. So I'm wondering, are are there limits on how much can be contributed? Uh, Yeah. Well, yes, there are. Um, The actual limit itself depends on the type of contribution that's being made. And there are penalties that can apply if these limits are exceeded so um, for example if we're talking about compulsory employer contributions so the super guarantee uh, contributions we mentioned before uh, if we're talking about personal tax deductible contributions or salary sacrifice contributions these are all generally bundled together as what's referred to as a concessional contribution Um, and if you remember the discussion we've just had um, these are contributions that will generally reduce someone's personal income tax liability now, having said that, they will also generally attract a 15% tax on the way into the super system, um, but they will reduce—they uh, will usually reduce someone's personal income tax. Now, these concessional contributions uh, for the 2020-21 financial year are uh,
0: currently capped at 25000 Okay, so that doesn't sound like a lot, especially when you bundle in compulsory employer contributions.
1: Yeah, well, look, I guess it depends. Uh, and I guess it depends on how much income an individual has available to commit to making these additional voluntary tax-deductible super contributions. Um, But it's also worth noting that some people will be able to use any unused amounts of their concessional contribution limit from the previous two financial years. So for some people, their limit might in fact be up anywhere up to as high as 75,000. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, Can you tell
0: me a little bit more about this then?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Well, to give you an an example, um, if an employee received $10,000 $10,000 in employee contributions last financial year and 10,000 10, in the year before that, then effectively they've had 15,000 of their concessional contribution limit that they didn't use up in each of those two years. So that's 30,000 of unused contribution limits. Now that means that in the current year, they could, if they wanted to, increase their $25,000 concessional cap limit by 30,000, effectively giving them a $55,000 limit in the current year. Um, But again, the ability to make these additional contributions and and to access this higher cap uh, is only available to someone who had a total super balance of less than 500,000 as at the previous 30 June. So what are the benefits of making these additional contributions then? Well, I guess one of the reasons, and I guess maybe the main reason, is that it allows them to maximise the amount that they can tax effectively divert into their super system, um, which then offers ongoing tax benefits. Uh, and something that's been covered in in, in previous podcast episodes. Um, But with this measure, we're also talking about tax-deductible or tax-effective contributions. And both of these arrangements help to reduce someone's personal taxable income, and in turn, it helps reduce their personal tax liability. So by being able to make a larger super contribution in this way, it enables a larger tax deduction to be claimed in the next tax return, And, and a larger tax deduction Um, in the next tax return could be particularly handy for someone who, for example, might be expecting a higher tax bill uh, from, say, the sale of an investment property uh, or the sale of some shares, Um, making a higher contribution than would otherwise be allowed can be a useful way to
0: help reduce this tax bill. And I I guess just looping back slightly here, what about the other contribution types that you mentioned earlier? Yeah. Well, some of those other contribution types
1: that we mentioned earlier. uh, are contributions where the person was not claiming a tax deduction for them, uh, and these contributions are, are often referred to as non-concessional contributions. And the limit on these types of contributions is much higher at 100,000 for the 2020-21 financial year. Um, but for people who are under age 65, they have an ability to bring forward up to two years worth of their future caps to allow a contribution of up to 300,000 in the one year. right that sounds interesting so can you tell me exactly how this works yep well first of all as the rules currently stand at least the person needs to be under age 65 at the start of the financial year so their age at 1 july each year is critical for this for this particular purpose Um, having said that though there is a proposal to increase this age to 67 although that hasn't yet become law but then we need to consider their most recent total super balance again Uh, you'll remember that we sort of spoke about this a a few moments ago um, and again, this total super balance, it's a total amount that they had invested through super, including pensions, measured as at 30 June. Right Now, if we look at their total super balance, and if their total super balance was less than $1.4 million, as at 30 June of the previous financial year, then they're able to use the two-year bring forward and contribute up to $300,000 as non-concessional contributions if they want to if their balance their total super balance was somewhere between 1.4 and 1.5 million they can only bring forward one year's worth of the future cap um, effectively allowing them a maximum of 200,000 in that financial year um, but if their balance or their total super balance was over 1.6 million as at the previous 30 june then unfortunately they're not allowed to make any non-concessional contributions at all in that
0: situation plenty to unpack there but thank you fabian really appreciate your time it's been great to talk with you For our listeners, if you'd like further information, please visit amp.com.au forward slash super. And remember, it's always important to consider getting expert advice before making any financial decisions.